and really what kind of kind of projected me, I would say, in, in um, growing with Jesus. Two things. One is um, I learned um, about what it meant to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and that just radically changed my life. Um, and then the second thing is I learned how to share my faith. And seeing Arturo, Arturo was a, um, a Mexican that I worked with. He was an immigrant. Um, a Mexican I worked with in college. We worked, um, we did dishes together. I got to share my faith with him. I studied Spanish in college. Got to share my faith with him um, in Espanol. And he, he became a Christian with me. And that, that just, I just said, that's it. I'm done. I'm just wrecked. Welcome to Listener. I'm your host, Sam Holland. Today, we're speaking with Shane Sebastian, the Executive Director of Global Missions for Cruise Campus Ministry. Is there someone you'd like to hear interviewed on Listener? Email me at samanthaholland at crew.org. Enjoy the show. Is there going to be some surfing? Yeah, that's why we're going early. <laughs> I saw something on social media about you and your son teaching some people how to surf. Yeah, that was so fun. We, um, I, was, I was teaching at this mid-year, and one of, the, one of the teams said, hey, would you rent us some surfboards and show us where to go? I'm like, oh, we'd love to. So my son was with me, and I sent him out with a couple stinters, and I went out with a couple, and it was a real highlight. Super fun. Mm. Yeah. So it's like marrying the passion of Jesus, surfing, and crossing cultures to point people to Jesus. It's like, all right, this is pretty much... This is good luck. Wow. The trifecta. Trifecta. So I've been told to ask you about your rhino chaser. What is that? Yeah. Who told you about that? Mm, I can't reveal my sources. That's awesome. Yeah. So a rhino chaser is, uh, um, in the surfing world, it's known as a big wave gun. It's, a, it's a, just a big surfboard you use in big waves. And um, so, you know, guys use it in Hawaii and... They're using them, using them in Puerto Rico right now because the waves are really big down there. But uh, I, don't get, I, don't, I don't get to use it quite as often as I did when I lived in Southern California. Um, but yeah, so that's a, that's a rhino chaser or a, it's called, another word for it is gun, just a big surfboard. So when you, do you take your surfboard with you? You take your rhino chaser with you on a plane? You just yeah. check it? Yeah, we have a, a big bag that's made for surfboards. You pay an extra 50 bucks or whatever. And um, you just, you know, you put it in there and you just pray that the baggage handlers don't, don't ruin it. Good. Okay, well, Shane, tell us how is Global Missions doing during, during this big reorg? How's it going? Yeah, I'd say it's going really well. You know, we're, we're probably close to, a, you know, a good year, a little over a year into this structure change. And I would say that we're, it, things are becoming more and more clear um, with our, our structure, with our roles. And the one thing I've said, Samantha, over and over to my team is that, you know what, our, our vision, kind of what God has called us to, has always been crystal clear. You know, from day one that we said, hey, we're going we're gonna to make this change. We need to make this change. Uh, the vision was always the same. Again, just crystal clear exactly how we're going to get there, how we're going to work out the structure of that, you know, the roles that will take us there. That's, that's taken some time, and that's true for, for others. But I would say that, you know, in, in global missions, um, we're getting closer and closer to kind of that, you know, that, 
that structure, I think that is going to get us to some of these, these big goals, some of these really cool things. So when you say the vision's crystal clear for your team, is there, can you share that vision in a, a sentence or two? You mean this, the reorganization vision? No, I just mean overall our, our big picture vision. Obviously all about winning, building, and sending. You know, whether it's here in the U.S. or, or overseas. And, you know, very specifically, kind of the unique part I think that we play in that is, is mobilizing um, and, and training and sending and then, and, and then coaching while um, our staff and our students and our faculty um, are overseas. Good. So we're still winning, building, and sending. Just how we go about it, we're trying to, to do it in better, better, more effective ways. Yeah. I think we're, I think as a result of this change already, we're seeing, we're, we're starting to see more fruit. I think we're, I think we're going to be much more effective at mobilizing, but then also training um, to, to, to launch, to win, build, and send uh, students that are already overseas. What is it about the reorganization that's going to help us be more effective at mobilization? So, you know, one of the things I like to talk to people about in this is that we are, Global Missions is able to have much more focus in this new system, much more focus. Okay, so what we've done is we've really, we've structured Global Missions in the new system um, around two main roles. And these, these, these roles, these two leadership roles that are lived out in different geographies, these two roles are built around um, a couple of big goals in global missions and in the U.S. campus ministry. Um, and those, those goals being that we're trusting God to send 10% of our involved um, students and faculty to the world every year, okay? So, um, you know, that, that every year we would send in some way, shape, or form, whether it's crew study abroad, a traditional summer mission stint, international campus staff, launch trip, um, 10% of, our, of our, our students are going. Um, the second uh, main goal that we're shooting for and asking God to, to really help us do is that we would launch 1,000 movements overseas, 1,000 gospel movements overseas, all right? And I, and I, I will say, actually, as, we, as we're hoping to send 10%, we, we want to match that with um, students who are not involved with us. So I would just say becoming more of a, a sending agency, a missionary sending agency for the larger body of Christ. Okay, so that would be like with churches and with Christian colleges, universities, seminaries. Um, so what we've done is we are, um, we created two main leadership roles around those big goals. And I, I, let me say something about goals real quick, Samantha, is, um, you know, goals, they're not really meant to, to motivate or to compel us. I think they're important as an organization where we go after these. But really, these goals are kind of a stepping stone. They're means to a much greater goal. And that greater goal being that picture in Revelation 7-9, where every ethne, every culture, every tribe, every tongue, every unique people group that God has created are, are bowing before Jesus. That's, that's like the greatest goal. And we get to be a part of that in this unique way. Well, I would love to just know specifically how, how specifically does the reorg help global missions with mobilization? So one of these leadership roles in, in global missions is the director of global mobilization. Okay. So that person, um, his or her job is now just to think through how do we cast the vision and help people understand 
God's heart for the world. How do we help people understand that? Um, but then also, we're that person is creating new ways to actually go and do it. So that role is focused completely on that 10%. Whereas in the past, we had one global missions director, say, per region, and they're just thinking really about everything. And if they had time to do mobilization, they did. And, and of course, they, they did do that. Um, but what we've done now is we've separated that old leadership role who, where it was partnering and coaching and mobilizing. We've just taken, we've kind of split it. You know, and so now a director of global mobilization, for example, Dana Salibi, uh, she's just doing a great job mobilizing um, uh, with uh, kind of out here in Ohio and a little bit south of there. Um, but she's just thinking all the time, you know, how are we getting 10% of our students and our faculty and helping our staff go to the world? And not just that, but she's actually creating new ways to go. So it's kind of that, it's that focus is what's helping move us forward. So you mentioned Dana Salibi. Who are the other directors of global mobilization? How are there, is there more than one? How are they located nationally? Yeah. So what, what we've done in Global Missions is we've kind of, um, we've, we've sort of followed people and culture and how they're structuring themselves in different geographies. And one of the really neat things about this change is that we're actually, we're teaming with people and culture. We, we are, we're working very closely with them as we go after these goals. And so as people and culture, they have a, they have a, a director of people and culture on the West Coast. We have a director of global mobilization on the West Coast that works with that person. Um, and then as you look at the different geographies and how that is set up, we have a director of mobilization and a director of global partnering. Okay, I get so excited when I hear you talking about sending, being a sending agency for the larger body, for churches and for not just within crew, but that just makes me think of partnership. And I wondered, where are you seeing movement forward in how crew can help mobilize the entire body of Christ? Right. And that's where I think we're, we're able to just have more focus now in global missions. And so the director of, of mobilization, um, you know, Dana or whoever it is, they're working very closely with mission expansion, who is thinking through this as well. How are we expanding the mission? How are we partnering and working with uh, Christian universities um, to, to not say, hey, get on board with us, we're going. Uh, but our posture really is, and I mean, a posture of a missionary as a learner is to go into these different universities, seminaries, um, churches, and just ask them, like, where's God called you? You know, where is your heart? I mean, God's called all of us to the Great Commission. And perhaps we can partner with them and help them get to where God is calling them. And so there's, there's a, a move from the West Coast a couple of years ago, but Grand Canyon University, it's a, it's a great school. And um, we've been working with them now for, for several years, but they're sending, you know, between four, six, or even seven teams every summer. Um, and uh, so, so is Colorado Christian University, uh, Liberty University. I mean, they are, they are sending uh, missionaries overseas long-term now with us. And again, it's not like, hey, get on board with, with, with crew. It's where has God called you and how can we help you get there? I like that. How can we come alongside where you've already been called? Do you have any stories of churches that we're partnering with? Yeah, I do. Sure. There's, um, there's a lot of potential here, too. And again, just to go in and say, you know, ask them, where's God, God leading you? And how can we help, help get you there? You know, that God, 
maybe calling a church to work in, say, in somewhere in the 1040 window, say, in North Africa. Well, we have a lot of contacts that are there, you know, that um, long-term missionaries, um, even nationals, that um, really want and could, could use our help in where God's calling them. But there are a couple of churches, especially um, in the Red River, old Red River region, um, I believe, yeah, it's Austin Stone and David Earl Adams, Mike Westover. They've just done a ton of work over the years of developing partnerships with, with a few churches that I look at that and go, wow. I mean, this is, this is just a great model. You know, these, these churches come in and, you know, you know, some who are going on stint with us long term and even becoming missionaries long term, they haven't really heard much of crew or been involved with crew whatsoever as a student. And we look at that and say, well, that's just, that's just fine. Um, because again, it's just a way that we can serve the greater body of Christ and sending people overseas um, to be a part of helping fulfill the Great Commission. Yeah, if I'm a, um, if I'm a staff interested in helping a local one of my local churches partner with Crew, what how would I go about that? Giving them an opportunity to partner with Global Missions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. Well, I would simply um, get in touch with one of the Global Missions leaders. In your, in your cohorts. And I, I would say specifically, talk to your global mobilization leader. Um, and they, they really have a pretty good lay of the land of uh, you know, where, where and what churches are interested. And even, even if they're not and we haven't connected with them, um, you know, that staff person with uh, our, our mobilization director could go sit down and again, just kind of get to know them. Awesome. Okay, I'm trying to pull up this thread on Workplace that I want to ask you about. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Barrett's. Yes. Do you know Barrett? I do. I actually officiated his wedding. You're kidding. No. (laughs) Him and Victoria. They're great friends. That's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, the first post I see in Global Missions is Dana Salibi. Oh, cool. I got a great story about her, if you want to hear it. What's your story? Yeah, one of the... um, you know, obviously our heart in, in global missions and in crew in the, in the U.S. campus ministry is we want to we be good partners. And uh, we, we want to be a part of um, raising up long-term um, indigenous leaders, right? Uh, so this, this past fall, we were in Dublin, Ireland, and uh, we're meeting with Euro- uh, Western European leadership and just talking through how are we partnering together um, in reaching students in your countries, and, and how can we better partner? And what is it, what is it that you uh, could see the U.S. campus ministry doing that would really further along where God's called you in Western Europe, okay? So uh, we're sitting there, and, and basically at the end of our, of our time, Western, European, Western Europe excuse me, came and, and presented about 25 places in Western Europe that they think this would really help us if you could come to these places. Um, and it, it's kind of a, a pretty cool list of things. Like one thing that we're going we're gonna to start to try to do that would best serve Western Europe. And again, it's, it's serving their long-term interests, sustainability, you know. And, and they're asking for 24-month stints. You know, they say, well, you know what? When somebody comes here for 10 months and then they leave for a few months, uh, you know, it hurts language learning, cultural learning, uh, relationships. If they were able to stay for 24 months, you just get a better handle on all of those things. You know, and um, so we're like, okay, we're going to try that. They also said, you know what, if you could come do a few launch trips for us. And a launch trip is really what we used to call a vision trip. A launch trip is, is very specific where you go in and you raise up key volunteers that can launch a movement 
um, that is obviously sustainable. So they said, you know, there's a couple of countries in Western Europe that still don't have any campus ministry presence. And one of those is Luxembourg, all right? Now, Luxembourg is not the, it's not the largest country in the world, obviously, about 550,000 people. Um, the very popular language spoken there, Luxembourgish. Is it the smallest country in the world? Am I getting that right? I don't actually, I don't know if it's the smallest. It is, it's not the largest okay. though, I can tell you that. Okay. But it's gotta be small. You know, I think it, I really do think it's about a half a million people. It's pretty small. Um, mm-hmm. So we said, yeah, we can come. And uh, we raised up this team that went two weeks ago from their staff from three different cohorts, uh, as well as Epic and Valor. Uh, met staff from Western Europe in Luxembourg. Uh, the staff was from France, Italy, and Slovenia, as well as one student leader from France. Uh, they spoke with 486 students um, in, I, I believe, four days. Uh, they found seven Christians. Now, do the math on that. 486 <laughs> conversations, seven Christians. Okay, so this is wow. a, the most Christian place that, that you've ever been. I think it's it really, it's like 0.015% or something. Um, but you know what? Mm-hmm. They, found, they found three of those seven that want to launch a movement. How cool is that? One of those actually went out and sharing, they went out and actually did evangelism um, with one of the Western European staff. Now here's the cool thing is all of these launch trips that we have, um, again, they're part of the greater strategy of raising up long-term laborers in those countries. When we show up to do a launch trip like we did in Luxembourg, there there are already coaches waiting for us, waiting for us to hand them students that they can coach. So a common question is like, well, what about, you know, like we, we need to build movements and all those things. It's like, well, of course, we don't go anywhere where we're not invited. Um, and we don't, we're not going to go anywhere where we, we know we're not going to be able to follow them up. And so great examples that trip a week and a half ago in Luxembourg is like we, we left with some solid contacts that want to, to launch and grow a movement um, with coaches. And it's, it's going to be done in their own, ton- their own language. Um, by them in, in Western Europe. Um, so yeah, that's, that's just a fun one. But you just think like, God, is, I mean, he's called us to, you know, some really hard places that, uh, you know, where seven, seven people out of 486 are Christians. Yeah, that's just not a lot. You know, I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm from uh, California, and I was on staff at UC Santa Barbara for 10 years, and it's, I mean, it's a pretty secular place, but oh my gosh, you know, it's, it, there's no problem in finding another Christian. That's why we do what we do. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, it's, it literally is, we are going to the unreached. I love it. Okay, so I'm looking on Workplace, which is this new internal communications tool. Yep via Facebook. And in the Global Missions Group, there's this comment thread that Barrett Harkins started that has a whole lot of engagement. So I wanted to ask you about it. Sure. Basically, he I'm, it's long, but I'm just, I'm going to summarize. He says he's been pondering um, just the difference between there being global missions generalists and global missions specialists who focus on specific areas of the world. And I know Barrett's overseas, and so he's feeling 
he's feeling something um, different than we do on this side of global missions. And I wondered if you could just speak to this conversation that's going on in workplace. What is your take on this? Yeah. Yeah, I love what Barrett asks, and it's it's an engaging question. And I love people that you know have jumped in, had some really good some really good feedback for us. Um, yeah, it's really neat that Barrett brings this up because Barrett is he's the country director of Sweden, he's the national campus director or the SLM leader of Sweden, but he's also the whole country director. And so he he comes out of the campus ministry here in the U.S. Um, and so, I mean, he knows us really well. He knows Western Europe really well because he and Victoria and the, the family, they lived there for, for quite a while. Um, but we want to make things as simple as we can for the receiving countries, you know. And so that's part of, I think, where this came out of and, and, and what Barrett is asking. And one of the things that we do in, in global missions right now is um, we, don't, we don't have someone who is specifically over a certain country. What we do have are people who are giving leadership to AOAs. And that's a term uh, that, that is used throughout kind of the larger organization of Campus Crusade. Um, it stands for Area of Affairs. And I believe, I believe there are 10 Area of Affairs. So in Global Missions, we have a global point person for each Area of Affairs. So we have one for Western Europe. And that, that Western Europe um, global point person um, is also a mobilization director. Um, but he is, he's the one who's thinking, okay, who are we communicating with in Western Europe? What are their priorities? What are their needs? Um, you know, and how are we making things as least confusing or as simple as possible for them? Um, so yeah, it's, we don't have, it's not a specific role, um, just you know, one role for a person, but we do have the different area of affairs broken up um, where global point people are relating to them. And one of the things I'll say, Sam, is, um, we have talked about, and I think that this is a route, a direction we could go as we grow. I mean, and we are, we are fully intending to grow. I mean, when we say we are, we are trusting God to send uh, 10% of our students and faculty, we are currently sending about 3.5%. Uh, you know, again, we're, we're a global missionary, missionary organization, um, and we're sending 3.5%. Um, I, th- I really think we, we can and we will. It's not if. We will get to that 10%. But when that happens, it's like, wow, that's a whole heck of a lot of people going. <laughs> you know? I mean, right there, we're looking at mm-hmm. we're probably talking about, you know, close to 6,000 per year. So when we do that, we, we're going to have to continue to change our structure in order, you know, to mm-hmm. keep that sustainable. And I could see yeah. a day where it's like, okay, yeah, we, we may need to you know, go in that direction as far as having someone who's only thinking about, you know, the, the countries of Sweden and Norway because, you know, we're, we're able to send more to them. Why do you think this thread has so much engagement? Yeah, I think part of it was the timing, you know, that was in the, you know, right as we were, we were with um, a lot of our Western European staff. Um, we were in Spain at the mid-year. Their international staff was down. And I think another reason is, is Barrett. Barrett's just a really good leader. He asks great questions that get people thinking. You know? mm-hmm. And when you, when you come up with you know, a, you know, a decent answer, another question to a great question, you know, you're just gonna, you're gonna respond. Well, Shane, I recently discovered that you wrote a book. Yeah. And the way that I discovered that is I was in our crew office and there was a box sitting there open full of books. And I reached in and picked one up 
and I got your book. But I picked it up and I thought, I know Shane. I'm going to glance through this. It's called Pact, a 28-day devotional. I was immediately drawn into this book in part because it has so many different authors. It's a very diverse cross-section of authors, men, women of different ages and ethnicities. And also because in your opening, you talk about... Drinking. Yes. And I read it to my middle schooler, and he was immediately engaged in this book. And so I thought, Shane, you you hit the nail on the head. You talked about drinking. Oh, it's actually the first line. Drink, drink, drink. Come on, Shane, just a few shots with us. Let's loosen up a bit. I was engaged, and so was my middle schooler. So I would love to hear... About this devotional and... Yeah, thanks. Cool, yeah. Yep. Well, you know, in that introduction, I also talk about Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> so I think that's important to, to notice. Okay, anyways. It is. Yeah, you know, about a year ago, um, I had a book published called This Change is Everything, The Hope and Future of Gospel Mission. And that, it's a, it's a brief book that really looks at the history of how God has called and used young people to advance global missions. And I use examples throughout the Bible, throughout the first several centuries, and then especially the student volunteer movement. Then I take the second half of that book, um, This Changes Everything, and I, and I look at four, um, kind of four of the main reasons that young people say no to uh, doing cross-cultural missions. And that was based off my, my doctoral research um, that I had done a few years ago. Okay, so was that part of getting your doctorate, was writing that book? No, I did a lot of research and, you know, okay. but then I wrote the book from a lot of that research when I, once I had finished. You know, part of my thinking was, you know, I wrote the book, This Changes Everything, and I really just wanted something like, okay, like something very practical that leads people through God's word from Genesis to Revelation. And what I always am telling people is, you know, it, the thematic backbone of God's word is his heart for every people group. You know, from, from early on in Genesis Throughout every single book of the Bible, uh, and even more so in the Old Testament than the New, we see God's heart for every nation. You know, people have asked me in the past, like, what is your, the, the best book on missions that you would ever recommend? And I'd say, oh, absolutely, the book of Psalms. You know, it's the, God's heart for the world is in the book of Psalms more than anywhere else in the Bible. So as you look throughout the Bible, you see God's heart for, for every ethne. And then you see the conclusion to the Bible in Revelation, where, you know, it's this, this basically this huge party, the biggest party of all time. And what we're doing now is we're inviting people to that party where every knee every, is bowed, every tribe, tongue, every ethne, every ethnicity um, is, is represented in worshiping Jesus. And so what this, what PACT, Discovering God's Heart for the Nations is, 28-day um, study. It's simple. It can be done in a small group. Um, it, it can be done in, a, in an environment that is not crew. Um, it can, uh, it, a lot of, um, of our team leaders this summer, both stateside and internationally, th this, is, this is what they're using. Um, it can be used, you know, during November or um, uh, during Summer Connect. You know, it's just wanted to be a, a resource. And I wanted it written, you know, I, I do maybe about half of the days, um, but there's just a, some great writing in there, you know, from Vivian Babuni. Uh, Daryl Smith has a day. Holly Melton has a couple of days on the Holy Spirit that, you know, I just, I love reading her. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm hoping that this is something that just 
it encourages people in what God is doing around the world because I write stories of, of what God's doing, but it, 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 it challenges people to act and to think through, okay, how can I be a part of this myself? You know? Well, I love how you know, the main message about God's heart for the nations is then reflected in the authors and the author, who the authors are, are writing about. Vivian Mabuni is talking about the Samaritan woman in John 4. Mark Vera is talking about the Ethiopian eunuch. Nicole Lewis is talking about Paul. So you're not just talking about God's heart for the nations. You're bringing in people from your own sphere, from every nation, to talk about people from every nation. Uh, and so I love that aspect. And I also love just how short but really well-written each one is and the questions. I just think this is an engaging resource. I'm glad you wrote it. Yeah, thank you. I, I definitely hope it is. I hope, it, I hope it's a blessing for sure. How can we get this book? Yeah, sure thing. Um, you know, you can just go on the, probably the, the, the best way is the cruise staff store. Um, I would say if you're going to order, you know, quite a few, actually just email me and let, let me, let me hook you up. Shane Sebastian at crew.org. Yep. If you're going to be using them like ministry wide, which again, is kind of the idea is, um, email me so that I can, you know, get you a, a bulk rate. Awesome. Definitely okay. get them cheaper. Well, Shane, as you're looking ahead, what are just some things that you're thinking about? What's on your radar? I just think the sky's the limit with um, how we can be a part of helping fulfill the Great Commission. And, you know, what I've, what I've tried to tell our staff through this change is like, you know what, our, our traditional ways of sending, like the partnership strategy of uh, sending a summer mission and then sending a one to two year stint team and then sending international campus staff and then, you know, raising up long-term um, leadership back. We're still doing that and we're doing it more. We're going to do it better. Um, but we want to create new ways of going because there, there, I, there are so many people out there that can't be a part of that traditional sending structure that we have. So an example of that is, is crew study abroad. Another example of that is, is crew med. Another example of that that we're starting this year is a gap year. Crew um, is actually starting a gap year where uh, um, high school students, they graduate, they come to Orlando for a couple of months for training, then they're going to Latin America uh, to help launch movements there. Um, then they're gonna go to Africa and help launch movements there, and then they'll come home from their gap year and, and off they go to college. Um, but I just think, it's, isn't that cool? I mean, just I think of the, the staff, the, the people I work with all over the country, um, I'm, I'm always so impressed with the staff. They come up with these ideas and they're like, well, can we do that? And, you know, we want to be a yes uh, organization, you know. And mm -hmm. so somebody came up with that idea. And I'm like, of course we can. Go. You know, go do it. And, it, you know, so it's just like, wow, if we have, I think we already have four or five people that have applied for this gap year. Who's to say that in four or five years we don't have four to five hundred applying for a gap year? You know, yeah. so that's just one of the things that I'm, I'm pretty excited about as far as like, okay, this whole, this menu of options. Um, and again, sending summer missions, stint and international staff, that will continue. The only difference is it's going to get better. We're going to be more fruitful and we're going to send more to it. But I just think there's a whole other area over here um, that we're just starting to think about um, that could just blow the doors wide open as we're trusting God to send 10%. 
super fun to think about. All right, Shane, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Samantha. Appreciate it.